millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to the Ghibliotech, the podcast that decks the halls with films from the world's greatest animation studio, Studio Ghibli. I'm Michael Leder, and I've seen a lot of them. And I'm Jake Cunningham, and I'm just happy tis the season. So join us on our quest into the glorious world of Ghibli. Jake. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year. Michael, Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And a special Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to producer Steph. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to both of you. <laughs> We're very formal. This yes. is our equivalent of the Christmas cards. Should we update ourselves on yeah. what we've done this year? Definitely. Hope uh, you're you, doing well. You'll yeah. be receiving my email newsletter about, about my family very, very soon. Um, uh, well, and we're welcoming a, a new member of the Ghibli family into the studio for the first time as well. Uh, so Steph happily sits off mic every week, but today we're welcoming her in as a, in a very festive role to bring some Ghibli Christmas joy to the show. Exactly. Steph, you like Ghibli, right? I, I like Ghibli very much, yes. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favourite? Do you have a favourite? Ooh. I think just on the sheer number of times I've watched this one, it would have to be Ponyo. Mm. Um, I saw it... Great plug for last week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> true. I saw it in the cinema in a kind of special screening uh, this year and just couldn't stop crying for most of it. I just find it so sweet and just uplifting. I love the style of animation. Mm. Yeah, and I just like keep going back to it. So I think that's probably my favourite. Terrific. So you have a metaphorical bag of tricks stocking full to the brim with things for us today. What what have we got in store? Well, we've got our Ghibli memory mailbag. We've been asking people to send in their favourite memories of when they've watched Ghibli films. We've got lots of emails to read out. Um, We've got a special quiz to test test your might, Michael. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, We've got some Christmas cracker jokes because everybody needs some bad jokes at Christmas. Uh, And we've also got, uh, as is custom in the UK, we've got a Christmas song top 10 countdown but they're all in the world of Ghibli we need to see what the Christmas Ghibli number one is we do yeah I bet you can't wait this is a veritable celebrations box of mm-hmm. Ghibli Christmas content a quality street of yes. Ghibli content yes this is re- really the rose is of our production year you're such a hero Jake <laughs> but first 
tis the season, as you said, Jake. I think I'm going. To, we should give some presents. Yes. I have a present for you. Oh, that's and very kind. Jake, of you. I'm going to hand this over the desk to you. It may make some noises. It's wrapped in your own Paddington Two uh, tote bag. Yes. Wow. I oh, and it's it's got a lovely sound to it. I'm doing that horrible English thing of <laughs> what could it be? What is it? Is what it is ticking? It? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a lovely tin. It's some Hello Kitty fruit drops. So, Jake, I want you to see through the branding. And see the shape of the can. And the can is from Grave of the Fireflies. It is those fruit drops oh. from Grave of the Fireflies. So, if you wanted to eat them, you can. If you wanted to pour some water in, you might get some fruity water. If you want to store some rocks and marbles in there for when you're dying slowly of malnutrition, you can do that. Too. Yeah, thanks for that. I'll just fill it with my tears instead. Thank you, Michael. This is really lovely. And if we need a sugar hit throughout this episode... Yeah. Pass them around. Will do. Oh, what a lovely tin as well. Just a nice, a lovely shape. Exactly. Keep oh. it until your dying days. Thank you. And I've got a present. I've got a present for you oh, as well. Jake. And I've also wrapped mine in a tote bag. <laughs> a, a festival decan tote bag. Yeah. Oh, so, passing that feels, over now. It feels like a frame. Ooh. What's in the frame? Oh, my word. Okay. It is a framed print of the Ghibliotech logo, the Sophie Mo original. This is yeah. fantastic, Jake. Thank you so well, much. Well, and, and Sophie uh, has said that she she's going to come and sign it as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and I thought to go alongside your two bits of Ghibli framed memorabilia that are currently on uh, your baby's wall, this could be a lovely addition to it. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Jake. That's all right. Oh, wonderful. Well... I feel bad that we didn't get Steph anything. Steph, you got the chance to be on the podcast. <laughs> the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of all. Uh, but shall we kick off with some mailbag? Let's do it. So our first message, uh, a lovely short and sweet one from Ross Tarbert. Thank you, Ross. Uh, he said, my daughter wanting to watch the Soot Sprite sequence in Totoro ten times in a row and being inconsolable when they left the house. What a lovely Ghibli memory. That, I think, uh, has the spirit of May from Totoro about her as well. Exactly. Just very happy to be in the presence of those wonderful ghostly little creatures. Mm -hmm. So many of these memories are about the next generation or the previous generation. We've got an email here from Beth Morris. My most cherished Ghibli memories from Spirited Away. It was the first Ghibli film I watched and I loved it. It became even more important to me when my father passed away about nine years ago around Christmas. The final credits of each Ghibli film are always worth watching, but the song over the credits in Spirited Away helped me with how I was feeling at the time. It's such a beautiful song. To me, it was about dealing with loss and realising that the person isn't really gone and it will be okay. I still get emotional whenever I hear the song. Thank you so much, Beth. Wonderful message. Um, and we've got a good one from Dom Tatino. My best Ghibli memory has to be the time I was getting a Princess Mononoke tattoo and my artist had never seen the film or heard of Ghibli. So we had the film on in the background as I was getting tattooed. We then spent the rest of the day watching Spirited Away, Totoro, Arietti and Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. That's terrific, Dom. That so good. But also the cojones of having... A tattoo done whilst the tattoo artist is watching films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love to see a picture of that if there is a picture. Yeah, if it's, yeah. if it's um, appropriate for human consumption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do send us a photo, Dom. Thanks for that. All right. Um, so, what, what so up next, Jake, 
every episode finishes so far with the leaderboard. You subject me to uh, having to rank some of my favourite films. Jake, you've now, you're now graduating in your second semester of Ghibliotech. I think it's time for us to get your leaderboard, or maybe Jacob's Ladder. All right, fine. I'll, I'll play my hand this one time. Well, Michael, we've, uh, we've got over the halfway point of these films, uh, so... I feel like maybe at the time it actually is right. Uh, let's let's delve into my list. Before I do tell you my uh, my order, would you be willing to hazard a guess at my top and bottom spot, or maybe maybe the top three on the podium? So I think bottom will be the cat returns. Yeah, and yeah. I think your podium, oh, your podium. I think. Let's go for. My Neighbor Totoro, Porco Rosso, Only Yesterday. All right. But in, the, in that order? No, I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to get an order. All right, okay. Why don't you take us from the bottom to the top? From the bottom to the top. Uh, apologies in advance for any um, howl stands out there. Uh, <laughs> we've got the bottom, Cat Returns, then Arietti, then Howl's Moving Castle, um, which I think maybe that up to that point is pretty expected. Um, might burn some bridges by saying Spirited Away is next. And then Pompoco. Then your fave Whisper of the Heart is just at that midpoint. Ponyo. Grave of the Fireflies in fourth. So top three. Top three, you've got, you've got them, but I don't know about the order. Uh, so third is Only Yesterday. Uh, second was My Day with Totoro. Ooh. And I'm I'm going big. I'm going Porco Rosso at number one. You're going the whole hog? Yeah. I felt like it had to be like, ultimately, what have I enjoyed the most out of it and what do I most want to share with people? At the moment, that's Porco Rosso. That's the one that I'm most excited about. Yeah. Have you seen Porco Rosso, Steph? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched it as many times, but I do get the feeling that it is a perfect movie. Uh, it's just fantastic. I, I think it is, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, Totoro and Porco Rosso are, are perfect films. So if we were going to recommend one film from the second batch of Ghibliotech, are we all in agreement? Porco Rosso, go and watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the next three are all from series one, and then it's Ponyo, which, uh, yeah, I really love Ponyo as well. But now we need to see what other films. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it's wide Tales open, from Earthsea could just come in and swoop Porco Rosso from My the neighbors, top. My neighbours, the Yamadas. Yeah. <laughs> Outside chance. <laughs> right, let's should we delve into a few more of these lovely memories? Let's do it. Uh, so Luke Thorne, he says, My cherished Studio Ghibli memory was when I watched Kiki's delivery service for the first time. I was so moved by Kiki and she never gave up without a fight about trying to get her powers back. As a result, it's my favourite Studio Ghibli movie and a gem. I haven't seen Kiki yet. That's one of our big ones I have yet to get to. Uh, And now I know it's about trying to get back your powers. Uh, So excited to hear more about that one. Kiki's uh, delivery service celebrates its 30th anniversary next year, so who knows, it might be near the top of our list if we do more of these episodes. Next from the mailbag, we have Leanne Turnbull. My great-grandfather was in the Merchant Navy and in the 1960s he visited Japan. He fell in love with the country and returned home with a record of a song which was very popular at the time, Ue Omuiti, 
uh, Aruko by Q Sakamoto, more commonly known as Sukiyaki in the West. It was actually hit in America, I believe. Hearing the song and stories of his travels prompted a fascination of Japan in me, which then led to my love of Studio Ghibli and my plans to study Japanese language at university. I'm sure you can imagine my surprise when, while I was watching from up on Poppy Hill for the first time, that very song started playing. My heart literally leapt with joy. I'm not ashamed to say I started crying tears of happiness. Oh, what a wonderful email. Thank you so much, Leanne. Uh, Jake, another film you've not seen yeah. yet. Another film that we're, 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 we're teasing you there with another diegetic song from the world out there. But uh, Steph, you and I have seen From Up on Poppy Hill. Yeah. That's going to be a fascinating one to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm someday. excited to hear you guys talk about that one, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got an email from Daniel Simmons. He says, The first Studio Ghibli film I watched was Spirited Away. I was seven years old and in Bilth Wells, Wales, visiting my... Nain, which is Nan in Welsh, uh, and Grandad, English for Grandad. The castle cinema was a small screen inside the Wyside Arts Centre and even had a half-time intermission where they served ice cream in little pots, sort of like the opera. I was blown away by the beautiful and expressive animation, flexing and bounding to create characters as I'd never seen before. I loved it so much and that I wanted to see it again, but being young and not being in the age of finding what you want online... I was giving an Arabic or Turkish, I can't remember, subtitled version, which I watched again and again at home. It was only years later I discovered there were more of these amazing animations, but Spirited Away was and is my favourite. It was just so much of an inspiration. Studio Ghibli will hold a special place in my heart for creating a film that set me on my path in life and that will always remind me of my late grandparents and our wonderful rainy Welsh days out. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I hope you've seen Howl's Moving Castle for just how much inspiration those rainy Welsh days can give to people. I mean, there's such a Welsh through line through these films. And as we found out a few weeks ago, one of the uh, patron saints of music of Wales, Griff Reese from the Super Fairy Animals, listens to this show. I know. Uh, Griff, please come on. Someday yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Castle in the Sky, we'll talk about Howl's Moving Castle, we'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Next, it's quiz time. Oh, this is just such a reflection of the British Christmas days. <laughs> just doing all these random activities, some kind of just die out, and then just like, oh, whatever. It's a top of the pops, isn't it? That we're doing. <laughs> when are we watching Doctor Who? <laughs> so, Michael, you recently became a father. I did, yes. Thank um, you for reminding me. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to quiz you on which Ghibli dad is that? Oh, right. Uh, you don't have to name the dad. You mm-hmm. can just name the film that the dad is from. But we're going to give you some some clues about this dad and you're going to try and work out which dad he's from. And Who's the daddy? Yeah, here Jude we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first one. This dad moved across the country with his family to a new house. He sometimes works from home to look after his youngest, May. Uh, he loves to meet his daughter's friends he's got an open mind even if their friends aren't human so Michael which Ghibli dad is that? that is the dad the uh, venerable professor from My Neighbor Totoro it is, you're correct I love how much that reads like a dating profile as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's got long walks in the forest with <laughs> Totoro <laughs> okay, the next dad mm-hmm. this dad's wife and daughters are always studying uh, he's worried his youngest daughter won't pass her exams, though. This dad's daughter is obsessed with John Denver's Country Roads. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, which Ghibli dad is that? That is uh, the wonderful 
softly spoken librarian dad from Whisper of the Heart. You're correct. I don't think we covered this on the episode, did we? But that the voice actor of that character in Japanese is like a, an investigative journalist. It was his only ever professional voice acting role. Oh, That's why he's got such an interesting yeah. like down-to-earth tenor to his voice. So am I... Am I I'm, I'm doing quite well, right? Not yeah, you're doing well. Myself. You've got two out of two. I think they're too easy. Maybe you should give him just the first part of the oh, okay. question. Oh, do you reckon? Okay. It's like the only connect. Yeah, exactly. All right. Get more points if the <laughs> earlier you get it. Okay, let's see if you can get it. Yeah, jump in if you get it. Okay. This dad, his daughter is in love with a boy that he doesn't approve of in the slightest. Ooh. What are the options? These are films we've covered, right? Yeah, yeah. Always. Okay, so uh, I mean, there aren't many options really within the films we've done. I wonder, is this is this only yesterday? It's not. It's not only Do yesterday. Do another clue? Second clue, please. This dad thinks humans are disgusting. <laughs> okay, so is this Arietti? What? Do I mean, another come one? on, those clues could apply to Arietti as well. Yeah, yeah. they could. Um, Oh, so, okay, so we're talking a, a, a sort of a, a prepubescent love here. Mm-hmm. So it's Ponyo. Yes, yes, it is. Voiced by Liam Neeson. That's a really good one because he, he's not like, you don't think of him as in the way that we think of the other Ghibli dads. No. Mm. no. He's a nasty dad. Dandy dad. Yeah. Do you want another one? How many more have we got? I've got two more. Two more, let's All do right. it. Okay, this dad lives in a tiny, tiny house. <laughs> I, I, is it a tiny, tiny house inside a bigger house? Maybe. That's so not this, part is, of the clue. Is, is, is it the dad from Arietta? <laughs> yes, it is. Terrific. <laughs> okay. okay. Can I go for 100%? Last one. Last one. This dad has two sons. Two sons. I need the second clue, really. This dad has been known to say that his eldest son is inexperienced. Is this a trick question? It might be. Is this Hayao Miyazaki? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the third clue going to be? Uh, his eldest says he's a bad father, but a great director. <laughs> Yikes, is that a quote from Goro Miyazaki right there? It is, yeah. A bad father, but a great director. Yeah. And as we've covered before, a bad role model and mentor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Michael, Steph, well done, 100%. You. Yeah. you know oh, your Ghibli dads. I was sweating in my chair right here. Imagine yeah. Christmas at, around the Miyazaki table can be a bit cold. <laughs> With their buckets of KFC, as is apparently the Japanese tradition. Should we go oh. back into the mailbag, Jake? Yeah. Thank you for the quiz, Steph. That was brilliant. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, uh, Joe Mazinski, thanks so much for this one, Joe. Uh, he said, whisper the heart. There is something about when Seiji asks Shizuku to sing along with him and the old folks eventually join in that fills me with the joy that leads to tears, even now thinking about it. I'm really not sure why. It's lovely and fun, of course, but there is a joy there. I think we can all agree on that one. So much Ghibli joy. We have a tweet here from Katie Smith Wong, Guitar Gal China on Twitter. Um, I first watched My Never Totoro when I was six in a cinema in Hong Kong. I'm now 36 and still love it. Enough said. It's fascinating to hear that she saw us in Hong Kong in a cinema because My Name of Totoro is finally getting its mainland China release uh, this this month, isn't it? With a yeah. gorgeous poster. Yeah, if you've not yeah. seen it, you should follow Jake because he has been retweeted five million times yes, with that just, poster. Yeah, so, I mean, arguably my tweet is as important as the poster itself. And the film, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Got an email from Tom Go. My favourite Ghibli memory is showing Totoro to my boys for the first time. Ben and Elliot were eight and four at the time and they had never been more captivated by a story. Both of them sat there on the sofa in silence as we cuddled and shared popped corn. Totoro is truly the perfect family film and we must have rewatched it ten times in the last two years. Since this, I've taken the eldest to see Mary and the Witch's Flower and Red Turtle at the cinema and we have tackled most of the child-friendly back catalogue together. Sounds that is great. I can't. Unfortunately, my, my baby is still only... 10 weeks old, um, approaching 12 weeks old, I imagine, by the time this episode's out. Uh, so I might need to wait maybe another couple of months yeah. <laughs> until I show him Totoro for the first time. Well, and that's a really lovely one to read, particularly because of um, Robbie, who was on the show. Uh, he spoke about, or spoke to me about showing Totoro to his kids mm-hmm. as well, because I wrote a piece for The Independent all about what films are the first films that uh, kind of film fathers showed their kids and that was his pick from there which are probably not surprising for him and that's what's wonderful about about asking for these memories people have these memories of who they watched them with as well as where they were when they when they saw it and which film they were watching uh, so a christmas tradition here in the uk is christmas day top of the pops where they count down the hit singles for christmas day and steph do we have some ghibli hit singles for christmas we do we've got the top 10 do we, we need to? This is where I don't, it's it's whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin is the theme tune to top of the pops, but of course we can't clear that, so no. <laughs> let's just go for it, Steph. All right, so coming in at number ten, it's Good Kiki Wenceslas. <laughs> uh, close at number nine, it's Merry Christmas, Peace on Earth, Sea. <laughs> New in the charts at number eight, it's Jingle Bell Rosso. <laughs> Very good. And just above that, in Dolce Totoro. Yes. Coming in at number six, here comes Santa Claus. Yep. Uh, and then we're in the top fives. Staying strong at number five, Mary's Boy Child and the Witch's Flower. Ooh, <laughs> an outsider. <laughs> at number four, simply having a wonderful cat bus time. <laughs> Uh, and then at number three, it's been number three for years. It's Oh Howly Night. At number two, Goro Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. <laughs> 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 at 
and uh, staying strong at number one, it's I saw Mononoke kissing Santa Claus. Steph, that is heroic. Yeah, I mean, we love a good work. pun. We yeah, love- anyone that's been that's been keeping up with the episode descriptions of late, Michael's <laughs> handiwork uh, is very wonderful. Oh, thank you, Jake. Um, Let's have a couple more memories from the mailbag, Jake. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Benjamin Hardacre, he's emailed, uh, of all the cherished memories I have of Studio Ghibli, some of which, however subtly perhaps, led me to actually come to live in Japan, the one of the most personal residents must be the visit to the Ghibli Museum in Maitaka, Tokyo, I made in April of 2013. My best friend had surprised me with tickets and we went along on a bright spring day. The museum itself is quite wonderful, a real architectural Ghibli creation planted and grown in a sleepy, tree-shrouded town. But the most impressive thing is the small cinema the museum houses. A bright room filled with sunlight, wooden-clad floors and low benches for kids to sit on. It shows short films specifically created for the museum, which are shown nowhere else in the world which is, of course, endearingly magical or maddeningly obtuse, depending on whether you have the chance to visit or not. Apparently the film changes every few months and then is not seen again. The film ended and I looked around at the kids clambering over the benches, having merry imaginings of their own and felt tied into a small bit of history somehow, knowing how important film is, that it allows us to see again as children, innocently, the beauty of the world that everyday things can be new and strange and different, but also that they are okay and they are magical and we only have to change the way we look at them and the world to appreciate them. That is what Studio Ghibli means to me, what Studio Ghibli gave to me. What a sweet email, Benjamin. Thank you so much. And I'm so jealous and envious, endlessly so, that you've got to go to the Ghibli Museum one day. We'll get there one day. We'll We'll talk about the films that they play in that room. And gosh, yeah, some of those films, it's so maddening, as you say that we don't get to see some of them. Uh, I have an email here from Sam Clements, a friend of the show. Hi, Ghibli pals. Our favourite Ghibli memory is watching My Neighbor Totoro at an outdoor screening in Somerset House in August 2017 with an audience of 2,000 people during the pouring rain for Film 4's summer screen. Then he has a rain cloud emoji. The dedicated crowd turned up with waterproof gear, wellies and raincoats so they could still watch Miyazaki's delightful movie on the big screen. And that's a film projector emoji. <laughs> As Satsuki, May, and Totoro wait for the cat bus, also in the rain under their umbrellas, there was a ripple of excitement in the courtyard. Fiction reflected the reality of the audience. Whether we wanted it or not, the immersion level increased. We all got to watch that one scene in 4DX. It rained for pretty much the entire 86-minute runtime, and the majority of the crowd stayed until the end. I, would, I wouldn't get soaked for many films, but happy to do this for Totoro great memory sam i was there too cowering, cowering <laughs> under a brolly and there's just nothing like it one of the best things about somerset house is you don't because you, it's in the open air you, you don't know what, what the weather's going to be like and that is one film where of course if it rains that moment in that film it's going to be magical and it was fantastic were you there that yesterday i was that was my first ghibli film that i watched wow what a way to watch it i think it was, yeah <laughs> lovely i was absolutely soaked but had a great time we all were <laughs> Uh, We've got an email from Chris Taylor. Uh, I discovered the films through Film 4 in those early days when they first started trickling through. I remember getting my dad to record both the English dub and subbed versions of each film when they aired onto DVD. I think I'd only seen one Ghibli by that point, but was obsessed with finding out more. With the help of my dad and paint, I ended up creating my own DVD covers for my home recorded box set. As you can imagine, they didn't look great. I'm not a designer after all. 
but each DVD box was covered in my favourite scenes from each film. I even tried to get the numbers on the spine of the cover so it looked like a proper collection. I wish I could find them to give you an example, but I'm not sure where they'd be now, if not thrown out when I bought them to be more legit. Either way, these beautiful evocative films awoke some sort of creativity in my teenage brain, who was adamant to pay homage to these films in the only way I thought I could. What a story. Yeah. And Chris, you will hear from Studio Ghibli's lawyers <laughs> presently. <laughs> Make sure that you've hidden them. <laughs> uh, should we pull a cracker? Let's pull a cracker. Yeah. All right. Michael, where would you go if you were nine months pregnant in the Ghibli universe? Where would I go? Kiki's delivery service. (laughs) I was thinking labour ward. I was thinking birth pool. I know. Very good. Jake, what's Chihiro's favourite nursery rhyme? I don't know. What is Chihiro's favourite nursery rhyme? You bar bar black sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Um, would you right. like to tell us one, Steph? Uh, okay. Who is Satsuke and May's favourite Hunger Games character? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I can't think He's of it. I can't brain, think of it. Uh, sadly, the, the names of any Hunger Games characters have been forgotten. Rue. That's one, right? Peter. <laughs> Pete. Pe- Come on, one, Steph. Put us out of misery, please. Cat Bus Everdeen. Jake. What is the name of Yubaba's favourite Mel Gibson film? I've got no idea. The Man Without a Face. (laughs) That is, for the Venn diagram of Spirited Away hardcore fans and Mel Gibson fans who remember (laughs) that deep cut. Yeah, wow. Could anyone tell me what Chihiro's favourite Christmas hymn is? Favourite Christmas hymn? No. Well, we've just done those Christmas songs. I, I couldn't possibly Yeah, it, did, it didn't get into the top oh. ten, sadly. Um, it's Haku Herald Angels Sing. Hey! <laughs> Do we have any more? Is that, is that, I, think, I think that's all, all the crackers. We did pretty, for three of us, is, we, we opened a lot of crackers. That is pretty good. Do we, who do we have to thank for these ridiculous... Have, uh, our producer supreme, Harold... Harold McShiel came up with all of these fantastic jokes. The man with the golden voice over the credits. He also can come up with some terrible but amazing (laughs) Ghibli jokes. Brilliant. I think we've got just a couple more emails. Sure. Um, So, Alex Dudok-DeVitt, son of Michael Dudok-DeVitt, our guest on the Red Turtle episode. And not just guest, director of the Red (laughs) Turtle. Um, So, Alex has emailed to say, I first went to Japan when I was 14. After a few giddy neon-lit weeks, my family and I ended up in Osaka, where we visited a museum dedicated to the struggles of ethnic minorities. By chance, it was screening Isao Takahata's Grave of the Fireflies, which I'd never seen. For 90 minutes, we sat alone in the cinema, contemplating the terror that had so recently gripped the country we'd just discovered. It changed how I see history and animation. What a formative experience that must have been. And please do, yeah, Alex is a great animation critic writing for Sight and Sound and everything. He's not just Michael's son. <laughs> um, you should read everything he writes. He's such a shrewd critic on animation. I have our final email from the mailbag for today from Rebecca Del Tufo. It's not a big one, but a small and very important one. When my then eight-year-old son was halfway through Kiki's delivery service on film four and said, but I thought you said this was subtitled. He hadn't noticed it was subtitled. Proof that they don't need to be a barrier for entry. And he's now at uni and off to see Shoplifters by Hirokazu Kureda this week. So it clearly started a journey of subtitled and Japanese films. Oh, these Ghibli movies. 
What a gateway. Yeah. It's a whole world of magic. Yeah. Well, I think uh, like people have been so lovely on their emails there. I'm sure we'll find an excuse to no- do another mail yeah, back down uh, the line. And we have that email address now. It's ghibli at little.studios.com. If you want to send us more memories, if you want to send us any feedback, any tips for films we should cover on future episodes, please do let us know. And uh, I think that's the end of Christmas Day. And, I mean, we usually say that wraps things up, but yeah. we've unwrapped everything now. <laughs> For Christmas for one year. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for coming on, Christmas Steph. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Steph. Um, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Gibbiotech. <laughs> we will be back next year. Yeah. Uh, well, we hope so. Yeah. Uh, I've got so much more I still need to see. I know you tried to protect me from some of these films, Michael, but my neighbours, the Yamadas, <laughs> it's going to get watched. <laughs> I mean, it's celebrating uh, its 20th anniversary next year, Jake. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we've got to say, finally, a big thank you to Silk Factory for their help making this podcast. We're recording in their studio here in lovely Soho. They don't just make podcasts. They're a full-blown film marketing creative agency. They make trailers and content for TV, digital, and social platforms too. Yeah. Uh, you can go and check out more of their work at thesilkfactory.co. And of course, until we return, you can follow Jake on Twitter at Jake H. Cunningham and Steph Watts as well. Steph, what's your uh, Twitter handle? It's underscore Steph Watts. Lovely. And you can follow Michael on Twitter at Michael J. Leader. Gibliotech is a Little Dot Studios production. We record at Silk Factory. Our music is made by Anthony Ng, Our artwork is by Sophie Moe, and Steph Watts helps us out with all of our GIFs, images, and anything else we post online. The show is produced by Michael Leader, Jake Cunningham, Steph Watts, and Harold McShiel. That's me. I do the voiceover for the credits as well. Hi everyone, thank you for sticking with us through the credits and thank you for sticking with us through the second series of Ghibliotech. There isn't a bit of trivia because we didn't cover a film specifically in this episode, so I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you once more for listening. We'll be back soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.